Hey friend, welcome to the Self-Care Isn't Selfish podcast. I'm your host, Emily Nichols. As a Whole30 certified coach, wife, busy working boy mom, and your self-care guru, I'm here to help you start putting yourself first without the guilt. Each week you'll hear motivating and practical tips on how you can create a habit of self-care through interviews with my amazing guests or quick solo episodes with me. After each episode, you'll walk away with an action plan and feel empowered to implement what you have learned into your life. So grab a cup of coffee, glass of wine, or your favorite sparkling water, and let's do this. You're listening to episode 23 of the Self-Care Isn't Selfish podcast. Friends, I think you're going to really enjoy this conversation with my guest today, Dr. Stacy Bloomy. We're talking about the mind-body connection and how you can be more intentional with this knowledge with your self-care routine. So let me give you a little background on Stacy before we dig into this conversation. So she began her career as a chiropractor in 2008, and right out of school, she purchased her first practice and transformed this small one-doctor office into an associate-driven practice over the course of four years. So she has a lot of wonderful experience, not only in her professional field, but at owning and growing a business. Um, currently, she owns Life Refined Chiropractic in Noblesville, along with her husband and fellow chiropractor, Nate, and she runs a women's networking group, owns multiple small businesses, and trains other business professionals. So just a couple of things. Um, she is the mama to her fabulous stepsons, Trent and Drake, and mom to the couple's two-year-old daughter, Mila. And if you look her up on YouTube back in 2015, she shared a a lot on the subject of neuroplasticity, which is what we're going to talk about today. More recently, you can find her speaking on topics of stress, children's health, nutrition, and CBD. But no matter the topic, her message always builds off the premise that the brain and body are connected. And when we care for both properly, we have the opportunity to lead an extraordinary life. Y'all enjoy this conversation with Dr. Stacy Bloomy and make sure you stick around to the end. So you have my three biggest takeaways and Stacy has some freebies for us as well. Enjoy. Okay, gang, everyone, welcome Dr. Stacy Bloomy to the Self-Care Isn't Selfish podcast. Stacy, thanks so much for joining us today. I am really happy to be here with you today. Thank you so much. So as you know, I start off every episode asking my guests, what does self-care mean to you? So Stacy, what does self-care mean to you? I have, um, I have evolved what self-care is over the years. And so um, in the past, when I was single and living on my own, self-care was like a full day at the spa and massage and you name it. Because um, for a very brief like moment of time, that was possible. But when you snap back to real life, that isn't really an everyday normal thing. And so I've really transformed my idea and my thoughts around self-care um, as being things I can do in, in like two minutes or less that really make me feel recharged and refocused. Simple things like, um, you know, smelling a great essential oil or really literally stopping to smell the roses. And a lot of it focuses and centers around just being really present in the moment. I used to 
uh, try to do meditation a couple days a week. In fact, I was really good about getting up at 4 a.m. back in that moment of time where I seem to have everything <laughs> figured out when you're single with no kids. Yeah. Um, and so really a lot of self-care just comes back to the idea of being really present with whom you are with in that moment. You know, I can sit on the floor in my, my little girl's playroom and be eating her plastic vegetable soup. Um, but if I'm texting at the same time or in, you know, trying to return an email, I'm not doing either one of those two tasks any favors. And lately, my, my two-year-old, she's um, gotten a little bit bigger vocabulary. And if I am in a moment where I'm trying to do two or three or four things at once, she'll put her hand on my chin and she'll pull my face toward her and she'll say, mommy, listen. And I'll be like, oh, thank you for the reminder that it's just really important to be present where you are and taking care of yourself by doing what's most important in that moment. Out of the mouths of babes, I mean. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh my goodness. I'm afraid to admit it happens multiple times a day, this mommy, listen. But um, I'm glad she does that because it snaps me back to that present moment. Yeah. Well, and like you said, you aren't doing either justice, you know, if you're doing work stuff or if you're hanging with your kid and you're not giving 100% to either, you're not doing either justice for sure. For sure. So It makes no sense. There was um, a, a, like a task in a business workshop that I attended years ago where they had you go through and write the alphabet A through Z and then numbers 1 through 26 and time yourself. And then they had to do the task, write A1, B2, C3, and time yourself doing that. Um, and so it really helped shift my perspective too on the idea of multitasking. Like I used to wear, I'm an excellent multitasker as a badge of honor and put it on my resume. And now I realize, oh, all that means is you're taking probably twice the amount of time to get multiple things done. Whereas if you just start and finish a project, you'll be so much more effective. And so it's the same thing with when it's, you know, playing in the kitchen sets or trying to return an email one thing at a time. Yeah. I almost feel like multitasking is like a dirty word now because it's like, yeah. it's just not effective anymore. Mm -hmm. It's really not. No, now that, now that we've got some, you know, cool tests and quizzes and really action steps to figure out how, how does it work? Realize it doesn't. It no, doesn't no. work at all. Absolutely. Well, Stacy, can you tell everyone a little bit about yourself professionally, personally? Let us get to know you a little bit better. Sure. Well, I moved to um, Indiana three years ago, actually. I'm originally from North Dakota, did my undergraduate studies there at the University of North Dakota in Grand Forks, attended chiropractic school in Minneapolis, uh, at Northwestern Health Sciences University, and then promptly went back to North Dakota when I finished chiropractic school and opened my first practice the day after I graduated. Um, I purchased a practice that I'd interned in and spent 10 years there with an amazing team of people and amazing patients, and um, it was a very tough uh a tough loss for me when I moved away from that network that I'd created, not just professionally, but personally as well, because when you're super ingrained in a community, things just click and things after a while can start to seem easy. But that also means that you're not growing because you're no longer pushed outside your comfort zone. So when I, um, when I met my husband, we were both traveling and speaking for the chiropractic profession and other health professions as well um, on topics of business mergers and, you know, practice expansion and training other doctors. And so as they say it, uh, you know, 
things, things transpired to the point where it was like, well, we can't do this long distance relationship anymore. And so uh, three years ago, I sold my practice and moved here and we've opened a brand new chiropractic office together. Um, I don't know that everyone should work with their spouse. <laughs> I think yeah. we've figured it out um, quite well. Um, but we have a fantastic practice here. I've got two stepsons, they're eight and 10, so in third and fifth grade, and they are wonderful, and they are the best big brothers to our two-year-old, a little girl named Mila. Um, so we've got kind of a busy family, two dogs, you know, several, several businesses that we really love and are passionate about, and I do a lot of work um, with different women, women in business, women's organizations, networking, um, all on you know, there's one talk I do called mindset. It's, it's not what you think. And on that topic of how, how do you continue to keep your mindset healthy so that all the tasks you're doing or the jobs you feel you need to do, you're doing with the right purpose and the right intent. And you know, you know what to say yes to, but more importantly, you know what to say no to. And I think that's a really huge aspect of self-care. And sometimes we take on too much. And even if we're only taking on one thing at a time, too many things still spreads us too thin and we can start to feel depleted. And so that aspect of self-care and it being mindset first, I think is a really important idea to come back to. Yeah. Well, let's dig into that a little bit deeper because I feel like mindset is such a word that's thrown around a lot right now. Being mindful. Yes. Mindfulness classes and yes. In I yoga, don't, yep. Yeah, I don't what know. What is people, it? Yeah, people save our pile. Like, yeah, I want to be more mindful, but what does that really mean? Yeah, so I think it boils down to your brain and your body being in the same place at the same time. So some people will say, well, what on earth does that mean? Of course, your brain and your body are in the same place at the same time. So consider, consider driving home from work, and you probably take the same path from your front desk to your home front door or maybe back to a garage, whatever. Um, but you take the same path every day. And I know we've all had this experience where we walk in the back door of our house and, and we suddenly think to ourselves, wow, I know there were three stop signs in my neighborhood that I should have stopped at, but I don't actually remember stopping. And that's the moment where you realize, oh, my brain and my body were clearly in two different places. And so I think, I think for me, mindset is just, it's almost the same as I was explaining to you with self-care. Just be present where you are. And I think, I think too many people are trying to be present and mindful, but feel like their mind is wandering. Kind of like what a lot of people experience when they are new to meditation. That, you know, they sit down to meditate and, and they're like, oh my gosh, I'm really hungry. I should probably just get up and get a snack real quick and then I'll come back and try this again. And you know, you, you're meditating for two minutes and you're like, oh shoot, I got to change the laundry. Okay, I'll come back to this. Mm-hmm. Well, that's not meditation at all. That's you just running through thoughts in your brain. Really that mindfulness and that meditation piece is clearing that out. Like getting rid of the distraction, getting rid of the clutter, getting rid of the chaos. We've all got it. So can you take two or three minutes to, to let that go? When I speak on the topic of, of you know, mindset and being mindful, two of the things I talk about quite a bit are, are how habits are harmful um, and why your affirmations aren't working. And I think a lot of people you know, have gotten into this idea of affirmations. They've got amazing planners and you know, things that they write their affirmations down on. I've seen it written in lipstick in the bathroom mirror, these, yeah. you know, these things or these mantras you say on a daily basis. 
But the affirmations don't work if they're just words. They have to have the emotion behind it. And so I think, you know, even one step further than just your brain and your body in the same place at the same time are, are creating those emotions that you intend to have. Like, I don't want to sit and be fully present with my daughter wishing I was doing something else. That wouldn't be really fully present with her either. And so I think for, for us all to be aware that we have the ability to control where our attention goes and also to choose the emotion associated with it. And there's so much scientific basis for that. Um, it gets a little bit nerdy even for me. Um, but those are the kind of podcasts um, that I also love to listen to because it helps push me outside my comfort zone and help me kind of do that gut check. Like, am I following my, my own advice? And am I doing it to the best of my ability? Mm-hmm. How do you utilize this into your own practice? I mean, because I know, I assume with every patient you see, you're helping them try to find their own version of health. And you're sure. not just, you know, snap, crackling, and popping them. You're incorporating Correct. some mindfulness yes. work in there. With Thank them. you for yeah. that. You're we welcome. are not a box of Rice Krispies, I sometimes like to joke and say. So, so one of the ways, we all know people who are really unhappy. Mm-hmm. Most of the time, they have a lot of pain complaints, and they're not healthy either. And that mindset plays a lot into how our body exhibits health or exhibits symptoms. And so one of the first things that's really important with clients who come into our office is if we, you get more of what you focus on. So if if they come in and all we do is ask, you know, where's your pain and rate it on a scale of one to 10. And is it burning or tingling or shooting or stabbing? Then that's all they're going to think about. Whereas if they come in and we know how to take care of them without them mentioning a single symptom, the chiropractic care, the way we practice it goes so far beyond just pain relief. Um, there's more to it than that. And there's science behind how I adjust. And so instead of having to focus on pain or symptoms and you focus on health, and the type of energy you need in your body to restore or show signs of health, it's going to do the patient so much more good. So we ask questions like, tell me the highlight from your weekend. What are you looking forward to today? What, you know, what is your biggest accomplishment this week? Tell me one thing you want to be really productive with, or what's one thing you could accomplish this week that would make you feel really fulfilled? Well, now the energy surrounding a person's ability to to heal has just been elevated. They're going to get better faster. They're going to notice things improve that they never even realized had gotten bad. You know, there are are two things that people most frequently say when they get started with care in my office. Number one is, I didn't know chiropractic could help with, and then fill in the blank, because all sorts of things improve when people's systems are reconnected properly. But the second thing people say when when they get started with care is, I'd forgotten what good felt like. And that happens to us all. It happens, I mean, myself included. Mm-hmm. I, um, I, I know for a fact that we can get so ingrained in habits and rhythms, which is why one of those talking points is why habits are harmful. But we get so ingrained in that that the normal becomes acceptable or our average becomes acceptable. And I don't know about many, you know, I don't know about you, but when I was growing up in school, like average was not acceptable. Like I I always wanted to be above the curve and maybe it's not even great. Maybe it's just in your relationships. Do you want an average relationship? You know, do you want average health? Do you want 
you know, all of these things. Nobody strives for average. No. And that my dad's, my dad's got this quote, like half of the world is doing less than average. And I'm like, whoa, that to me is mind blowing, but yeah. statistically completely accurate. Wow. And so I know, That's isn't that a, I, <laughs> it, is, it is really sad. And so when people are striving for exceptional levels of health, of relationships, of parenting skills, of, you know, whatever it might be, then we need to make sure that we're addressing all aspects of it. So when people say I'd forgotten what good felt like, it's me knowing I am helping reconnect their brain to their body and helping their brain and their body be in the same place at the same time, at least more often than it would be without the type of care that we provide. And that that's a bigger accomplishment to me than getting rid of a little bit of, you know, low back pain or a headache. Sure. That's wonderful. Yeah. But there's so much more than that that I don't ever want people to miss out on. Well, I think it's just so interesting how the feelings you have can man manifest in your body physically. I mean, that's just, yeah. it blows my mind. How's that saying go? Oh yeah, all things are possible with coffee and mascara. <laughs> well, that's certainly true for me and I love to have my coffee every morning after my workout and I don't really leave the house without mascara. So my fellow blondies, I know you feel me on this. But gang, check it out. Having my coffee every morning is part of my self-care routine and I always take my coffee blended with nut pods and coconut oil. So Nut Pods is a dairy-free creamer. It's made from a blend of almond butter and coconut cream. I love the French vanilla flavor. It's my favorite. It's super yummy, super smooth, but even better, it's Whole30 approved. So gang, head on over to nutpods.com and use the code EMILYNICHOLS22 to get 15% off your first order of Nut Pods. That's EMILYNICHOLS22, E-M-I-L-Y-N-I-C-H-O-L-S-22. And let me know once you receive your Nut Pods what your favorite flavor is and how you take your coffee. So remember, just head on over to nutpods.com. It's and it's and it's scientifically, you know, accurate. It's scientifically proven. Take the placebo effect, for example. You know, most and I'm not a medical doctor, so I'm not giving medical advice, but when when you look at medication and compare the tests on a medication to the placebo, people would be shocked at how much difference there really is, how little difference there really is between a medication and the placebo. There has to be just the slightest more positive response to the medication for it to be approved. And I don't remember the, the number, but it's so minuscule that it's frightening. I had a patient when I was um, an intern, actually, back in chiropractic school. And my, the, the practice that I interned in was actually inside a hospital. Very interesting scenario because you don't see that very often. But I had a patient who came downstairs to the chiropractic office. She was in her 80s. It was the first time I had seen her and she was taking no medications. And that was very unusual for someone in their 80s, yeah. obviously. And I asked her, what's the secret? What are you doing differently? Because as an intern, you have to take down every single detail. We focused way too much on pain and symptoms and medication and disease names and diagnoses. Um, but I asked her those questions and I said, well, what makes it different? She said, well, you know, my medical doctor upstairs, he just told me years ago that if all I took was one green M&M per day, I would probably never need a medication. So she goes, I eat one green M&M every single day and it works beautifully. I tell all my friends. 
well, how brilliant of this medical doctor? Because he knew what we all know, but often don't act upon yeah. is that the placebo effect is real. It's measurable. We have science proving this over and over again. So instead of giving her a pill, he gave her a placebo. Brilliant. And so we know that the power of what we believe affects our physical response. Your brain controls your body. So if you feed your brain different information, you're going to get a different output from your physical being. And it's an amazing connection. Dr. Joe Dispenza um, is a chiropractor, but does most of his work in the field of neuroscience. He teaches meditation. He teaches the power of using your brain to heal your body. So he works very much um, in that, that mind-body connection area, but from a scientific basis, not from a woo-woo, you know, the, you know, think happy thoughts and you'll get what you want. It doesn't quite work that way. But if you look into the science of it, it's actually quite brilliant and amazing and um, additional, you know, additional reading I love to do in, you know, in all my downtime. <laughs> All your downtime. <laughs> all downtime. We all have that much downtime, right? right? Right, right. Well, and I think it's really interesting. I feel like there's such a shift right now going on with people advocating for their own healthcare in a way where I know me personally speaking, I was having some hormone issues and I went to my regular physician and they were no help. They wouldn't do the testing I wanted. They weren't asking deep deep probing questions. It was more like, how you been feeling? Doing all right? Okay. And most people are like, yep, I'm fine. Even yep. though, you know, and yep. versus the questions you've been asking where it's really like, you know, I'm not doing so great, but I saw a functional doctor. Um, and that was you talking about the questions you ask your patients. It was like, well, how's your stress level been lately? Any mm -hmm. big changes? And they're like, are you, what's your fitness level like? Do you feel like you're working out too much? Do you feel like, you know, yeah. you're not working out enough? You know, what big things are you hoping to accomplish this year? And right. it really, I mean, I felt, found myself crying in this office and I'm like, why am I even crying? <laughs> but I'm sure you get but that you know what? all the time. I get that. I get that all the time. I even have doctors and nurses and nurse practitioners and surgeons that come into our office. Mm -hmm. And you expect when they're used to dealing with health topics all the time that they've got a little bit thicker skin when it comes to that. Yeah. But they're, the, they're also the same ones who will have that a little bit of an emotional breakdown like, oh my gosh, someone's diving beneath the surface. Yeah. And, and it's, it's what we do in the office every day. It's not about your pain. It's about how your body is functioning and how you're living your life. Like, so if you have pain, the pain isn't the problem. Is what is the pain keeping you from doing that's important to you? Yeah. If, you know, if you're a 65-year-old grandmother who can't get down on the floor to play with their grandkids, that's the problem. It's not that your hip hurts. You can care less. But when you can't get down on the ground to play with your grandkids, now we have an issue. If you get you know, migraine headaches so frequently that you're afraid to drive your kids to school, that's the problem. Mm. Now, migraines are terrible and horrible, but it's keeping you from living your life the way it's designed. That's the real issue. But we take it one step further in our office. So while well, we will ask questions about what's your stress level like on multiple levels from, mm. and people only tell me the information they're comfortable with and I never pry further, but we'll ask, you know, on a scale of one to 10, how is stress in your financial life? How is stress in your personal life? How is love or how is stress in your, in your work, you know, environment? 
because stress comes from different places at different times. And none of us are immune to experiencing stress. That is a constant. The amount and where it's coming from will constantly change. So what we do in our office, because I am pretty scientific, nerdy, sometimes some of my patients, when I'm explaining to them how an adjustment works, are like, whoa, way too much information. I trust you. Do your thing. But I think the science is so important. And so one of the things we do in our office with 100% of our new patients is we do a heart rate variability test, which very specifically and accurately measures how your body responds to whatever stress load you're currently under. And so we know that there are two parts to the nervous system, that fight or flight, which most of us live in a majority of our life, and the rest and repair. And we're all constantly seeking, how do I get closer and closer to that rest and repair? But most of us live in that fight or flight. So the goal for us when people start care in the office is, okay, how stuck are you in fight or flight? It, it's a, it, the, the science behind it is amazing, and I'm not going to bore you with the details, but it's accurate. In fact, this test is so accurate, if a person scores a certain way, I have on three occasions contacted a patient's cardiologist and said, hey, they need to come in for further evaluation. There's something going on, like their body can't handle more stress. And I've had a, a cardiologist call me and say, hey, I don't know what you're doing in your office as a chiropractor where you were able to pick up on this, but keep doing what you're doing. You probably saved this person from a heart attack. And so the effects of stress on our health are absolutely real. We all know that. I think finding, you know, you have listeners, I'm sure all over the place, but finding someone who knows how to measure how your body is, is responding to that stress is crucial in making sure you're keeping yourself honest. You know, people can come in and it happens. Hey, Dr. Stacy, I don't really have any pain. I just know this isn't how I want to feel. Like this isn't this isn't good. I, I'm now recognizing that this is not what I dreamed of for my 30s or for my 40s. Like I don't want to feel like I've spent every ounce of energy at the office and have nothing left for my spouse or have nothing left for my kids. Like pajamas and couch at the end of every day is not what people dream of. So how do we how do we restore that energy reserve? But step number one is always figuring out, okay, where is it really? And now let's measure some changes as we're able to help your system restore its ability to heal and repair. I think that's so amazing. And like you mentioned before, this is not just woo-woo stuff. And I think more and more people are picking up on this, like, hey, this is science. Well, and doctors, a traditional doctor, they're so quick to prescribe a medication, you know, like Mm -hmm. if you have, you know, severe pain and you can't get on the floor with your grandkids, for example, whereas, you know, you're going and finding the systemic cause or finding where that pain is coming from, not just physically, but where it's manifesting from mentally. What kind of strategies do you give your patients as far as helping them with their mind, mind, mindset? With the mindset, you know what, because we are, we focus on neurology first uh, because your neurology controls everything. It controls how much energy reserve you have some days people don't even want to have a positive mindset, quite frankly. Some people are like, listen, I'm in pain. This is how it's always been. Fix it. And it's like, I can't help you. <laughs> if that's your mindset, I can't help you. So really step number one is, is just letting them be aware, helping them become aware that how they think will to a very significant extent dictate how they also feel. Yeah. If it's that old, simple phrase, if you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. And so it's it, to, a certain, to a certain level, just changing the, the energy in our office. 
the aesthetics in our office are very intentional. People walk in and they're like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. This is beautiful. This is our lobby is we call it our living room, like beautiful furniture. People get to sit down. We have tea ready for them and coffee, Fiji water, sparkling water, you name it, because we want them to feel like, oh my gosh, this is a different experience. This is different than what I've experienced before. They're paying attention to detail and we don't want that detail to end at, you know, the type of water, the beverage that they have when they walk in, they can expect us to have that level of attention to detail when it comes to their health. And there's nothing more important than that. And so when people understand that there is someone who goes above and beyond and cares to that level, now their expectation of how their body will respond is improved too. When people think, oh my gosh, I trust these people. They, they have evidence to show me how I'm getting better and strategies to make sure that I'm doing things at home that help enhance my healing. They get better results than just, oh, yep, you know, I went in because my hip hurt and they adjusted it and now it's better. Like that didn't change their life. <laughs> if, yeah. I, if I'm not impacting the quality of their life as a whole, then I'm not accomplishing my personal mission and that wouldn't settle right with me. Yeah, yeah serious mind body connection here. I mean, and I feel like we could talk about this on and on and on, but I love how you take just a holistic approach to helping your patients feel their best. And like you said, nobody wants an average or below average life. We all want to live exceptional lives. And I know a lot of people out there may be listening and they are in physical pain. They may be going through cancer treatment. My mom just went through a whole year of um, breast cancer treatment and she's doing really great now. But you know, there were some times where she was like, this freaking sucks. And I was like, mom, I know it sucks and it's okay to live in it and just be like, okay, right now this just sucks and I'm mad. But she also was like, but I'm also strong and I'm also going to move forward too. So I think there's, you know, like you said, well, and I think, yeah, I was going to say, I think, I think it's important to know too, that mindset and, and, you know, positive thinking doesn't mean it's wrong to have those emotions. It doesn't mean that, oh, you know, you're allowed to be mad. You're allowed to be sad. You're allowed to be angry. You're allowed to be all of those things. You just can't get stuck there. Yes. yes. All of those emotions are valid and real and important to be, to be felt and acknowledged. But if you get stuck, stuck there. That's where the problem is. Exactly. Exactly. And that's where it causes other problems. Mm, yeah. So. Yeah. It's a, it's a trickle down effect. And, and um, yeah. So if people can catch that early and just kind of recheck their own, their own sense of focus and awareness and what are they doing to be, you know, brain body connected and present and aware. Um, if you catch yourself before you fall too far off track, it's going to be much, much easier to get back on. Exactly. Exactly. Well, Stacy, can you tell everyone a little bit about where they can find you online and connect with you and see what sure. you're up to? Yeah, absolutely. So um, one, of my, one of my websites is everydayliferefined.com. Um, on that website, we've got like just tons of family information. So people ask all the time about, okay, what on earth do you pack for your daughter's lunch? at the age of two, <laughs> you know, what's healthy, what do you do, what do you put in your smoothies that your kids actually ask for them for dessert. Um, we've got information on, you know, there's the tips and tools and tricks that we use for our family that we like to share with other people, 
whether or not they're close to our office or not. Um, for people who are more local in the Indy area, our chiropractic office is liferefined.com. So you see a theme there. Refined means with removing impurities. Um, and I think that that's really important. People sometimes think of refined as, oh, snooty and stuffy and better than everyone else. And it's like, no, 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 no. What we've done, not just in our practice, but in our personal lives, is just remove all the unwanted, get rid of the clutter, and focus on what's most important. Um, it falls just in alignment with everything we talked about today, and that's, that's how we live our lives. It's not just in our business, it's in our personal life, and by no means does that mean we're perfect. We have the same struggles and challenges as everyone else, but with that as kind of our guiding light, that remove all the extra and focus on what's important, the result is going to be exceptional. So liferefined.com and everyday life refined. That's awesome. And Dr. Bloomy was so nice to provide us a free download to help you all with some self-care strategies as well, which I'll include a link in the show notes and links so you guys can connect with Stacy and her practice and follow along on this wellness journey that she's on and inspiring everybody. So Dr. Stacy Bloomy, thank you so much for joining us today. And I know you're going to be able to really inspire a lot of people. Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate that. Awesome. Thanks, Stacy. Such a wonderful conversation with Dr. Stacy Bloomy. If you're anything like me, you're going to be Googling and YouTubing the mind-body connection and neuroplasticity like crazy just to learn more. You know, I'm not a big science person because I'm like, keep it simple <laughs> for me. But I really, really feel like there's so much validation behind this and having the science behind it really wants me to be more intentional with the things I'm doing in regards to my own self-care. So here are my three biggest takeaways from this conversation with Dr. Stacy Bloomy. Number one, just your mindset. Like I mentioned in the episode, a lot of people talk about, oh, you know, you have your mindset shift and, you know, thinking happy thoughts and that's all wonderful and whatnot. But what does that mean? You know, what, what does that actually mean? So I, from my perception from this conversation and from a couple of things that Stacy said is really being intentional with your thoughts. You know, she mentioned, you know, how habits can be harmful and your affirmations aren't working. And that's because you have no emotion behind it. It's just words. You're just checking things off a list. So, and you can choose, we can choose the way we be intentional. You know, if you're just going through the motions or between, you know, checking everything off on your self-care checklist, you're thinking, this is why I'm doing this. Or if you are saying an affirmation or a mantra, thinking about why you're saying this and what you hope it applies to for your life. Second, this kind of goes back to what I was just saying, you know, the, having emotion behind what you're doing and not, not just saying the words or doing the things. But she mentioned when normal or average just becomes acceptable. You know, you're going through the motions with your self-care routine. And those actually turn into habits that aren't really doing, doing anything for you. Your mind is somewhere else than your body. You know, you want your brain and body in the same place at the same time. Kind of like how she mentioned, you know, if you drive home and you're like, oh my gosh, how did I get here? You totally zoned out. Your brain wasn't with your body. Your brain was somewhere else. So, and this is going to take some practice and it has to build up as a habit in your life where if your mind does wander, you're able to bring it back into whatever you're doing. So you have intent behind it. So whatever you're doing is going to lead to success versus just being 
you know, something you're just checking off your list and taking up your time more so than anything, which I know is pretty precious. And lastly, one of the last things we mentioned was it's okay to live in the suck, but don't get stuck. (laughs) I love it when things rhyme. So, you know, you can live in the suck, but don't get stuck. Like I mentioned, my mom just went through breast cancer over the past year and you may be going through something hard as well. And it's okay to not be, you know, positive all the time and to feel like, you know, hey, when am I going to get over this mountain I'm climbing? This is horrible. But you can't live there forever. That will affect your body over time, you know, and especially if you're worried about your health. If your mind is stuck in the suck, (laughs) you're not going to get anywhere. So be intentional with your mindset. Don't let normal or average become acceptable. You know, make sure your brain and body are in the same place and don't live in the suck. Just don't. Don't live there. Don't get suck. It's okay to visit for a moment, but then keep moving on. So visit the link in the show notes to learn a little bit more about Dr. Stacy Bloomy. And if you're local here to Indiana and like to visit her in person for some of her services, I'll include links to her and her husband, Nate's practice up in Noblesville, Indiana, but you can connect with her online on Instagram and her website. And there's also a direct link to some free tools she's offering to my listeners. Thanks again for listening. I want to hear back from you and what you'd like to hear more on the show. So go ahead and leave a rating and review down below in iTunes or send me a message on Instagram. Come join the community at Emily Nichols 22 or at Self Care Isn't Selfish Podcast. My vision for 2020 is to keep serving you through this show and the guests that I bring on to help you find your own version of self-care not feel guilty about it at all, and just feel your best heading into 2020. So I'd love your feedback, suggestions on guests you'd love to see on the show. Just tag me or send me a message on Instagram. So Dr. Stacey Bloomy, thank you again so much for this conversation. I know I'm going to be more intentional so that mind-body connection is on point. (laughs) So thanks again for listening, gang. And remember, self-care isn't selfish. See you next week. 